IV Pod. Welcome, this is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an IV Pod production. You can find us at IVPod.com. We are IV Pod on Facebook, IV Podcast on Twitter, and mail at IVPod is our email. Let's begin episode 69 of the IV Alternative Podcast. Badoom. sound effect was but we're back yeah that's what it sounded like to me yes. yeah we are back Clayton how are you doing good we're quick quick turn this is the power hour yes or two hours sure so if anybody remembers from last week we had mentioned that we might be doing a two-part episode well we are doing a two-part episode actually I think we did say we are doing a two-part yeah. episode it wasn't a question we committed to um, it we committed, yeah. And so we, episode 69 is actually part two of what we started last week with episode 68. Uh, we're rolling right through and continuing on uh, the topics. We're, we're, we're reviewing 2014 for everybody. And we spent a long time. We were gone for a long time. So last week we kind of covered what we, you know, the, all the different topics that we, some of the stuff we did talk about on the podcast. And now, you know, today's show we're going to, kind of go into what we've missed so this is going to be hopefully this won't take too long because some of these things we haven't talked about for most of these things so be a little bit different mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think it's going to be fun yeah so we we kind of left off in kind of the midsummer i think sort of where the news were we talked about drones and we were talking about gas prices yeah and we were talking about the marijuana let's marijuana marijuana uh whether browner what he was gonna do trying to think yeah we were all over the place but uh we were we were we hit up a little bit everything that's for sure before we go too far we cannot forget our sponsors Mm -hmm. first off the music machine from lovely LaSalle, Illinois. Tons of experience, and they are, well, here, they're the most trusted name in DJ Entertainment since 1989. See, I'm prepared this time. Yes. How about that? You've got a dance. You're, you're going to have a dance or a party or a wedding, anything. Reunion. Reunion. You need some music. If you don't have the right musical mix, people just sit in their chairs. The guys are on one side of the room. The girls are on right. the other. Ain't no and fun at all. No, it sucks. So call Music Machine, mmdjpros.com. Their phone number is, shoot. 815-223-6635. Thank you. They have an event availability uh, app or application right on their website. So you can plug your date in and it will tell you if they're available for your your uh, potential date. But if, if they're booked for that day, I, I recommend find a better date where they're available that's right shape your wedding around their schedule that is how you do it (laughs) 
That's right. So, and uh, of course, our other sponsor is the Kramarsic Law Office from lovely Utica, Illinois. Doug Kramarsic is a friend of ours. We've known him a long time. He's a smart guy. If, if I know that if I get in trouble, if I go out and I start a meth cooking operation in my garage, right? And I get hopefully, and I get found. Hopefully, I, less I, than a thousand feet from the school. Yeah, right. Uh, I, 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 get, I get found out. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, if I get found out, Doug's going to be the first person you call. You know, better call Doug. Yes. It's not, not better call Saul. Right. Better call Doug. Actually, he probably doesn't want to have associations with that. <laughs> <No>. but, <laughs> I should probably shut up. But, uh, he, no, he's, really. he's actually uh, an honest, reputable legal yes. counsel. Good choice for that. Um, yes. State-of-the-art technology, cost-effective methods to provide services in timely client-oriented manner. He's aggressive, quality, trusted, legal representation. He's a former lead prosecutor, and he's on your side. DUI, traffic, criminal defense, traffic accidents, driver's license reinstatement, expungement, uh, sealing, uh, all sorts of stuff. Call Lawyer Doug, Doug Kramarsic, Kramarsic Law Office, LLC, 815-667-7100. Awesome. All right. Yes. Well, we're sort of picking up with the news. Yeah, we would. I, I'm not entirely sure right where we left off if we were hitting on anything good. But yeah, the, it, the last thing that I saw, or, or really, it's the first one of our new, our new doc. The second thing that we've got to look at here. Sure. Uh, I, I I wanted to mention this one. This is one that, as a you know, a parent uh, of a of children who are in the Peru school system, I did get this letter. This this letter went out from the superintendent of Peru Elementary Schools, um, uh, Mark Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent this letter out basically talking about uh, Common Core and these different testing tests, the standardized tests that have become a really big deal. State, uh, state mandated state, stuff, right? Yeah, state mandated stuff. And it's, it's, a, it's a really good, candid, just thoughtful letter. I remember I received it and I read it and I'm just like thinking, wow, that was was a really good letter. Mm-hmm. Just talking about how the focus, you know, that he, you know, their focus and the, what he believes in isn't isn't all these tests. It should be about the, you know, the teachers and the teachers teaching these kids and, and it should be all about that and it shouldn't be all everybody just trying to test and train these kids to do well on these tests. It, it, was, it was a fantastic letter and uh, and I wasn't the only one who thought it was fantastic. This letter went viral, like across the country. You know, it was a hot topic around not just the Illinois Valley, but really all over the place. And I, I do think it was an awesome letter. And I think it's uh, I commend him for uh, for doing that. He, he wasn't. And I think I saw an article that the Trib did, you know, where they they interviewed him, and he was like, it wasn't supposed to be like this political thing or a platform for change in the state of Illinois. It's just what he felt and he believed in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it, but it, it was awesome. It was really good, thoughtful stuff. And sounds like the Peru elementary district has a, they're lucky to have him as their superintendent. Um, yeah, and that's I think a great so. thing because those guys, they're very important to sort of steering the culture of the district and, and, and how the teachers feel about their jobs and how they go about, either replacing teachers or hiring and getting rid of and how they manage their budgets. I mean, the superintendent is a very, very important person in the community, in, in the school district, and, and I'm impressed. I, I was very impressed when I, re- I remember reading through this, and I remember hearing about how it went viral and, and uh, 
I, I just think it that tells me that he's coming from the right place. Um, he's not going to make yeah. decisions purely based on test scores or uh, silly things like that. He's truly concerned about the education um, and the experience and, and making better citizens, and that's the most important thing. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> the next one on the list, you know, I want to know more about this, and still, we talked about him before, I think, on the on one of our last shows at Radium City Brewery. They've got, and this kind of jumps down to, there's another uh, topic that we were going to talk about from, let's see here, Sandpipe Marijuana and Nano, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of mumbling here, Nano Brewery permit approved by the county, and I'm pretty sure that was for Radium City Brewery. And they, I, I don't know, I haven't heard much about them. I see like tweets and Facebook posts about different brews they're working on and uh, i really want to try their ipa and i don't know where to go sure. so well they're going to find out um you can actually find them on facebook radium radium city brewing i don't know if they're actually selling anything yet yeah uh, yeah i think they're just getting started they're starting small they're just kind of brewing getting their recipes down I, I don't know maybe they're selling to a local bar or something i don't know sure but i want to find out more about this i know that or i want i want them to succeed <laughs> but they're selling uh, the pictures and, and the, the whole the presence that they're on the Facebook page is really good. And they, they have a lot of looks like some really good looking stuff. They have some Radium City Brewing uh, Clockout Stout, Radium City Brewery Blonde, a Time Traveler IPA, a Maple, maple Bacon Porter. Um, wow. Just, these are just pictures. Oh, here's one that I think is good The Breaking Blonde Hazelnut Coffee Ale. <laughs> Nice. Um, I like that name, but Breaking Blonde. But yeah, so they're going to be getting on online. I think, it, it, and you can visit their website too, which radiumcitybrewing.com actually looks like they're under construction. So they're yeah. they're sort of getting things brewing. <laughs> and the, I bet if you follow them on Facebook, then you'll you'll kind of get a better idea of when they're you know up and running. So. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, beer, I wanted to mention I'm drinking an IPA myself at the moment. I don't know why I'm turning into an IPA man these days. Just snob. Uh, I guess an IPA snob. I, I don't know if I'm not quite there yet, but uh, I'm getting there. But I tell you what, I opened my bottle of Rebel IPA here with a prototype bottle opener, Ivy Pod bottle opener. Oh. I have the only one in existence. Right. Is it from a 3D printer? It could be. <laughs> it might be. It, it uh, it's is. A prototype. It needs some work. I'm going to tell you. It doesn't have quite. I'm not liking the. the it works, but I'm just. Uh, it needs some work. It's a prototype, but uh, you know, hey, that's something that you know we talked is it about. One of I know poppers, like where you just put it on, and you push down, and it pops. No, I. You know, I do want to make one of those. That I love those. I love those. I. I, uh, I still love the idea of putting our logo on one of those poppers. Sure. They're, they're awesome. But uh, no, this is very very simple. It's just a little piece of plastic. But, yeah, it's, it's something that's on the horizon. So for those of you who want to support our show, you know, I think we're, I think I mentioned it last time, that we're looking to get on Patreon, which is a way to support our show. We're not quite there yet, but uh, for now, if you want to support our show, please please get yourself hooked up with a sweet T-shirt. Uh, we've got some awesome T-shirts. We had uh, Eye Candy. She designed the uh, graphics We've got a lot of these T-shirts in stock. They're ready. They're ready to ship. 
Uh, you just need to either email me or you can go through the website and, and go do it that way. Whatever. You know, it does, you know, whatever. I mean, we're all local. If a lot of people here, you call me up for that. I don't care. <laughs> Drop it off or whatever. But yeah, so that's a way to support the show. But anyway, yes, I just had to get that in there. And, and what, well, my point was that you might get one of these if I can work out the, the kinks. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Well, uh, the yeah. Ivy Pod bottle opener. Always working on a new design. Always figuring stuff out. <laughs> I like to tinker. Yeah, yeah, tinkerer. I left a. That's funny. I like that term a lot, John. Um, <laughs> just fiddling with it, fiddling. Yeah. That uh, J, you know, JB Smoove is. That's uh, well, remind me because that sounds really William familiar. Curb your enthusiasm. Okay. He was one of the blacks on Curb. Okay. Uh, no, I, 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 yeah, he, he has a whole what? rant about fiddling, <laughs> fiddling with it. Means you don't know what you're doing. You're just fiddling with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's true. It's really funny. He's a fiddler. He's a fiddler. I don't know what that's from, but I just remember he's the one that did that rant. So that's good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we're well. Either way, we're looking for um, news from the Radium City Brewing folks, and they're absolutely. It looks like they're coming out with some good stuff, and and I'd be very curious. I I, I definitely want to try their IPAs, but uh, or their APAs. I'm an American Pale Ale guy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's what I I prefer. I think that's my my taste. But yeah, very very so, good. All right, back in September, a few things happened. Actually, I have there's a bunch of stories here from September. You may recall that statewide speed limits went up to 75 miles per hour, and uh, there 70. was a note. Or I'm sorry, 70. You thank may you. Drive and uh, 75 because you're yeah, yeah, that's so. sorry. The truth be told. <laughs> But apparently, this increased speed limit has not led to more fatalities. The trend looks good. And, yeah, that was all I see here. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not surprised. When most people were driving. I don't think it really changed um, exactly. the overall speed anyway. It just, it just made people more comfortable about it. Yeah. You yeah. know, have to be looking over their shoulder. Right. If they're going the brakes, 77, they're not, yeah, they're not hitting the brake lights when they think they might see something up ahead. It, it, interesting the way that works. Um so, we talked a lot last time on the last show about the crazy winter we had at the beginning of 2013, 2014, that being such a cold-ass winter. But then the summer was pretty mild. Mm-hmm. You know, a decent amount of rain, and there's a thing here uh, on September 3rd saying the U.S. Department of Agriculture predicts the 2014 corn production will crack the 14 billion bushel mark for the first time. So uh, despite that harsh winter, the summer conditions for our local farmers was really good. So that's great. Mm-hmm. That was a good, really good year. Got to keep the world fed, and we're mm-hmm. right in that grain belt kind of area, so that's a good thing. And, and we were, yeah, we were lucky. I was pretty happy that it wasn't a hot summer, hot, sticky summer. It was actually pretty nice and kind of lucked out. Yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, I think last time we mentioned uh, the thing about a Terra Tail playing at uh, what's Uproar Festival, mm-hmm. which was uh, one of the concerts for a cause, Legrados. For whatever reason, I, I don't remember why, but they were not profitable like uh, past concerts, and so that affected the donations. But I guess I read here that Mary Noonan, who's the one who owns Legrados and, and runs the concerts for a cause, made a huge donation to the Streeter Centennial School, who was supposed to get the proceeds. Mm-hmm. So 
That's not. I mean, that's cool. I mean, she didn't have to do that, right. but uh, she did anyway. Uh, well, and, and, and somewhat unjustly, I think, took a beating about this because it sort of came out that she was just they weren't going to give any money, and then it was kind of like, well, what the heck? Yeah. Um, but there is some risk. I'm in doing these shows, so right, and a lot of people got to get paid. I mean, right. there's a lot of stuff that goes into these concerts, not just the musicians. And I, I don't want to be overly. I'm not trying to say that. I, I don't know the whole story, but it, it it's great that it worked out the way it did. And it's not not every story is someone trying to screw someone over, right? You know, they're not trying under the guise of charity. So, do you know what I mean? So, it, it, it comes off, it's real easy, because that seems to be how that story was spun. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was. And and it was kind of unfair. And, and it's real easy to sort of go, well, yeah, obviously, she's just trying to make money, she's trying to line her own pockets under this whole ruse, you know, and, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she got hers. But, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever about the school. And, and it's easy to sort of take that dialogue and run with it but it's not necessarily fair or right or accurate right yeah so that was very kind of her to do that and it's kind of her to do these and i mean the fact that she organizes these to begin with is pretty awesome in itself you know we've got these well-known bands who come to our area for these shows that they actually gets it's incredible now we get this and yeah so just be happy that we that these people are willing to come sing at the uh, Peru Airport. It's 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 very nice and all good stuff. The next one that we've got here, we talked about already with regards to the Nano Brewery. The last time we talked a bit about the marijuana farms, a sandpipe. So you may have noticed we omitted last time, and we'll probably well we'll omit again this week. Lots of talk through 2014 about sand mines and. That was just, it was a huge topic, and we've kind of omitted that from our discussion today and also last week, just because it is such a big topic, I think it's going to be its own podcast. Sure. Yeah, even the story where the uh, the one gentleman who said that he he was thinking about doing a micro or a brew pub in Utica, but all this sand mining... I just I don't see I don't see how the two could coexist. Right. Yeah, that was another. See, yeah, oh, absolutely. That guy you're was Dick. Oh, that okay. Yes, okay. So we you're could, jumping we can ahead hit on, on me. that part. It was no, such a ridiculous story. It. Yeah, let's just do it because yeah, that's from October. Peter Limberger, who oh, is um, his yeah, it's down there. That's okay. Let's let's hit it because P- Peter Limberger is the husband of uh, one of the you Karis, know, I, right? Karis. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm having a mind blank. Uh, Ingrid, yeah. I believe Ingrid Karis, who's a half owner of Karis, and you know, Karis obviously they do. The family has done a lot for the area, a lot of cool, you know, great things. They've got the plant, you know, the Karis chemical, and, and they, of course, they've done the, the mansion and so many good things. But this story, it irked me because it, just like you just hit on, I mean, the way the that pen was already, the pen was already put to paper on these mines. It was done deal. And then all of a sudden he comes out and is like, well, I was going to put in this multi-billion dollar uh, brewery. I was going to have the farms to brew the hops. I was going to have everything, the bottling. It's just like, really? No, I, I, there's, a, there's a weird <laughs> angle in this story. Uh, there's something, obviously, that didn't make sense with that. Sand mining's been going on in LaSalle County for 100 years. So um, <laughs> yeah. to say that is very, very naive. And if you were to take someone from Chicago and you were to drive them around Utica and you were to drive them up Route 6 and then back down 71, back to Utica, right? You do that loop. Yep. 
and you were to say, how many sand mines did you see? <laughs> they would go, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So, you, do you know what I mean? So you tell me. So there's there's some sort of weird angle. There there was something here that isn't adding up. Uh, um, whether it, it's just, it, I have my theories. I don't know if I want to get into them, but it, it's definitely, if you Well, do you them, think like, okay, I, I don't know if I'm thinking what you're thinking, but I couldn't help but think that there was somebody else involved, like maybe that pissed him off, and he decided to make this public case out of it. I don't know. Well, like, he's trying to play on the, like, the Illinois Valley's love of beer, and <laughs> and and he's trying to use that against the sand mines. And, and maybe he's maybe he's a supporter for one specific company, and he wants to keep all the other ones out. So he's yeah, trying, maybe. trying to, like, you know, trying to make it seem like all these other new companies, you know, it, not intentionally, they're all bad, but you know, we, we got to do everything we can to stop it from expanding, that kind of thing. And he's, this is all just BS. It's, I would it's, love it's to. A, they're, someone... they're two, they're two, they're mutually exclusive. Uh, one has nothing to do with the other. Exactly. Yeah. If someone out there is, is bothered by what we're saying, I would welcome you to come and chew us out and explain it like how it is right. because a multi-million uh, dollar brewery like yeah what does he think he's coming into it's utica it's and we're not talking he's not in naperville so yeah. we, they, the whole conceptually the whole idea is like what do you think you're going to sell like a hundred thousand cases a year like you're you're out of your damn mind to begin with to even consider putting something like that in utica whether they're sand mining or not one of the things that jumped out at me, and maybe I'm just totally off base here, but can you even grow hops here? It's not the market for it, or it's I, not, the, not the market. It's not the you can probably grow hops anywhere. And granted, like we're in Illinois, we have the some of the greatest soil in the entire world, but it, maybe it isn't the best for whatever kind of hops you want to grow. But I'm pretty sure, like it's kind of like a wine country thing, like where you can grow wine. I think you can grow hops. I, I hmm, believe. Okay. You know, so like we're talking Northern California. Yeah. That kind of thing I, I is how I understand it. So maybe a little more sun, a little more, you probably, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I, that's kind of how I understand it. Well, or I think hops and marijuana are in the same family of plants. Hmm. So if you get in like Mendocino County, like Northern California, like that's an ideal place to grow hops. But I'm, I'm pretty sure you could probably grow some you could grow anything here, so it would work, yeah. but maybe not, you know, I don't know. I know, I, I only know of one kind of hops, and it's Cascade. Well, I can tell you right now, because I, I mentioned before, I'm drinking a Rebel IPA, which just so happens to be a West Coast hop ale, mm -hmm. or uh, Cascade, Simcoe, Centennial, yeah. Chinook, and Amarillo. Right. Five varieties of West Coast hops. Nice. So I don't know that that, that whole thing is, is he was talking like like he he had a dream not like Martin Luther King but like a uh, <laughs> something that wasn't necessarily feasible like an actual like maybe a, a oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that but hadn't maybe I, I don't know how far he actually planned it out and actually sought either funding or thought about budgeting or anything it's, the whole thing to me was just very fishy and bizarre and such a weird story the way it originated um it's just it, it, it smelled funny to me so i guess that's where yeah. i kind of leave it i i don't know why this this probably doesn't make any sense but the way i took it was like me saying oh i wanted to, you know where the super walmart is in peru 
I wanted to put a driving range there. <laughs> I was planning to put a driving range there. I think it was a perfect spot for a driving range. And they put a Walmart there. What would the Red what the Valley heck? rather have? Well, yeah, Walmart. what would they rather have, a driving range or a Walmart? Come on. <laughs> right. Goddamn Walmart. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we were going to put a golf course there. I mean, you and I. I mean, we, we were going to yeah. start with a driving range. <laughs> but it was going to be a nine-hole course. And we're going to spend 18. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what, it would have been a hit. It's right off the highway. But the damn yep. Walmarts. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm telling you right Sorry. now. Sorry, Peter. We're not buying it. Well, and the fact that they just let... Maybe I should go back and reread it just to see, but I, I don't know how the... I just remember sort of reading through the story being like, I'd love to just get the guy on the phone and be like... What's up? Like, you can't just say this and, and make it. You know, I'd love to ask some, like, questions and see if they actually get answered. I doubt they would. Um, there we go. Future guest. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I was going to do it. And, and what, what? what is it? Did you have, a, like, a feasibility study? Like, and that said, like, well, based on the tourists, we know that the tourists hate sand mines. And we just. This brewery wouldn't be feasible because this, the tourism seems to be slumping because of these sand mines. But okay. granted, the last episode we talked about the 2.4 million people that visited the Illinois Valley because of Star Rock. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a problem while sand mining is, is exploding in the area. Most hmm. suburbanites that visit here are not aware of the sand mining. So it, 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 it's such a goofy-ass story. It makes zero sense. Uh, I hope everybody else saw it the same way we did. I know. That's the way I took it when I read it. it. Was, to me, it was sort of using beer to attack the sand mining industry. Odd. Like t- taking one of our loves and pitting it against something that we recognize as a necessary evil in some ways. You know, going, well, you know, we would give you beer except for you guys have to mine the sand. <laughs> yeah. well, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right, we could carry on. we we gotta got to go backtrack now, right? Uh, yeah, back to September. See, oh, this is a good one. And I did not know this happened uh, until I read this. Uh, September 17th. Remember iFiber? IVCC is planning a, a press event to celebrate the completion of the iFiber network. So this is, I didn't know it was done. I didn't either. I thought, that was uh, so we're going to have to get Brian back on the line. Yeah, it was an early episode for us. Yeah, we got to talk to Brian. I didn't know it was done. That's great. Mm-hmm. So all the schools, all the, um, what are the, certain institutions, they, you know, the... Hospitals, schools, libraries... Fire know, departments, ho- um, police stations. Yeah. College. Yeah, so these flagship super institutions. super high speed. Yeah, that's awesome. So and yep. that actually is supposed to help increase the speeds. It will be become more commercially available, right? Because there's so much... Supposed to. Yeah, the, the, I, they will eventually tap off of it for all of us. So I find Which it was a, just a give a briefing, iFiber was a, uh, the Northern Illinois, I don't know what the group was, but it was basically to bring in high-speed internet to the flagship institutions in, in a certain district. Yeah, like North South Central Dakota. Illinois. Right. So IVCC, NIU, Northern Illinois University, and then it sort of all fed Ottawa and all throughout this sort of region, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Good project. I don't know why I have the next one on here. That a Utica bridge plans to include a bike path. Are they planning on building a new bridge soon? Well, that was a hot topic for a while. 
Remember on a previous show where we were talking how there was concern that they can't knock the old bridge down and then cut off Starved Rock from Utica? Right. From they'll downtown have to build Utica? It at the, like, succinctly. They'll have to build it at the same yeah. exact time. So I think that's still going on. I think uh, they're just they're just not there yet. They're still planning, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't heard anything on that in a while. So. Uh, me neither. No, I haven't. I'm sorry. I was laughing at the next one. No. Yeah, yeah, I already read this one. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, so, Ogles? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is from the news crew. This is from uh, September 22nd, 2014. Uh, Oglesby man subdued with a taser during a Saturday night standoff. I kind of remember this. Was he in the Dollar General parking lot? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Shoot. Could you, I, I can't pull this story up. I've, I've exceeded my number of views for stories. See if I can do it, because I probably have to. Oh, wait, let me do it. You're a subscriber, uh, don't you get that? It's... No, I didn't. I don't know. I did something wrong. I don't. I am a subscriber, but I didn't set up the online account. Uh, it's a long story. Whatever. Some dude got tased at Oglesby. Yeah, some dude got <laughs> tased. He could face two to five years in prison for unlawful possession of a weapon. Shoot. That's when they should. I'm glad they tased him. Bad. Yeah. Don't, don't tase me, bro. Yeah, don't tase me, bro. It's funny. I think okay. that the next couple ones are about the brewing and the sand mining. Yes. And we knocked. Yeah, we we jumped ahead, but yeah, you, we were both on the same page. That's funny. I was anxious to talk about that one. It, well, I've talked to a few other people, and it seemed like everybody who read that story was like, "Wait a minute, this <laughs> yeah. sounds like total Something. bull." What a dumbass story. It doesn't make sense. I'd like to talk to this guy. How did he get the newspaper to do this story? What's the full story? You know, what truly is going on? So um, so that brings us into October. Yeah. So again, we are we are still revisiting 2014. We have we will not be leaving 2014 till our next show. Right. Um, we're trying to we're trying to make up for lost time. We're, we're yes, we are. As as we've talked about on the last show, we were gone. Both of us doing renovations. Both of us with family stuff. Teaching, and just teaching our class. Teaching our class. Yeah, which Actually, hey, it's open again in the spring. Yeah. So look at April. It's in the book, man. Sign up. The books just came out. Yeah, we could um, we could use a good turnout, and it we we you're gonna get version 2.0, meaning we've already done it once, so you're gonna get the more honed. Uh, oh yeah, Chris. We already version. know. We know what we need to do to make it better. That's right. This next one jumped out at me because I've been talking about this personally, just in discussions with people for a long time. It was a story in mid-October that the Carmike Cinemas, which is the movie theater in the Peru Mall, they've revealed that they are considering building a 10-screen theater north of High V in Peru. So, I, I mean... If you're a frequent visitor of the Peru Mall Cinemas, as I always call it, uh, now Carmike Cinemas, you've probably complained about the seats or something or another. I had the pleasure of working there, which was really a great job. I got to splice film and do all that stuff. It was a lot of fun. But uh, And so I have, uh, I have special feelings for that place. But uh, I've always felt that a standalone theater would be incredible. And it would do well. And if it had, if it had the awesome stadium seating, and and just great scene uh, screens, and just the great digital projectors, just the whole package. Like you know, some of the ones I've been to uh, during the time when I lived in Schaumburg, there was a, a place up there, uh, uh, Lowe's Cinema. It was just 
unbelievable in every way. And so if they could build something like that was that was something like that, uh, it would do so well. People would come here from different towns, uh, and it would do well for Peru. But um, my big concern for all of this is that if if the movie theater moves out of the Peru Mall, it could spell some major trouble for the Peru Mall. Right, and they're already it's, hurting. They're exact. They're already <clears throat> hurt. Um, and, there's a probably going to be a story coming out in the Times about the Peru Mall <laughs> and the viability of it. Not necessarily that, but just what they're trying to do to stay relevant. There's a, good stuff on the web. If you look it up, there's a lot of sad pictures of malls that are completely shut down. Like from, you know, the exterior where you'll see like the JCPenney, you know, and it, the, the parking lot starting to get overtaken by weeds. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. that could happen. It actually almost seems inevitable. And if the theater and it, this theater thing is going through, right, John? I I don't know yet. I haven't heard if it's a done deal. Um, but if they if they've said that, I kind of think it's probably going to happen. Yeah, it, it it only makes sense, and it's a perfect place for it. Oh um, yeah. If they do, especially if they do it right, if they can get the seats right, that's the main thing. I don't mm-hmm. want my ass goes numb, and I'd rather it didn't. If when I go to the movies, if they can do that, that'd be awesome. Malls in general, I honestly view it like this. Like um, we're we're lucky we that all those flagship stores are still open. That Penny's is still hanging in there, Bergner's and Sears. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, but they are. Um, they're still with it. But the second one of those drops out, it's gonna it's it's, it's gonna it's going to be like a domino effect. It's going to ramp. I, and I've shut down a few stores in my day in that Prue Mall. Um, <laughs> I have. I've been a part of a couple closings, and it, it, it definitely happens. Well, I worked at Montgomery Wards when they went out of business in 2000. What year? Yeah, was uh, it? yeah, or 99. I think it was. It was 2000. Yeah, yeah two, it was right 2000. There. No, yeah, somewhere. It was 2000. Whatever it was. Oh, Either way, they went out of business. And then I worked at KB Toys too. Uh, their last right. Christmas, they were open. Um, I only worked there temporarily. I, I mean, I worked at Wards when I was in high school, and then when I was going to IBCC. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, there's a lot of communities that are that have already lost their mall. Prue's lucky that it's still kind of hanging on. But if you walk through that Prue Mall, I don't know how many vacancies there are, but it, it's not pretty. So I don't know how the building is, the viability, what the the rent is, or whatever. But it's it. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they they can make it? I think. They can make it what do you if do? they make some improvements. Okay. I have a very simple request. As a parent, I wish they had something that was a draw for me to bring my kids there. Uh, now, when my kids were really little, it was it was cool because you could take them there and they could jump around on their their little area there for kids. They've got so they've got a small area right. by J.C. Penney's. That's specifically for kids, and, and, and but it's for little kids. Like, I'm talking five and younger. Right. Probably four and younger, really. It's all stuff that's like only goes like two feet off the ground or something like that. Really small stuff. But it, it was fun. We, we'd go there when we had nothing better to do. We'd go to the mall, and we'd hang out, get a pretzel at the pretzel place, and, and let the kids play, and, and it was cool. Um, now my kids are older. They're not that much older, but they're old enough that that is no longer fun. It's a little boring. They want to do things a little bit more high risk. But I've been to other malls that have some pretty sweet climbing structures. 
So it wouldn't be a whole lot, and I'm certain, of course it would be an investment in, in such a thing, and, and there's a risk involved with adding anything that involves climbing, but I just think something more that would bring in families uh, and give you a reason to go there, not necessarily to shop, but if you can... That's my theory on the, the theater, is if you can get people in the door, at least there's a chance they might go to one of the stores, and that's my big concern if the theater moves out. That all those people, there's so many people go to the movies, especially right now. I mean, the the movies are they're back. I mean, there was a time there where the movies weren't doing so good. Well, there's been you know they're doing okay now. I uh, and and that's all those people go to the mall, and there's probably a decent percentage of them who are going to take a walk through the mall and possibly check out a store. And it's, that's a big concern. And I just think, yeah, a, a small improvement like that would be good. Mm-hmm. That's my my only request. What do they do with that space if the theater leaves? Because it's so uh-huh. the way it's integrated into the structure into the building. Laser Remember tech. when it used to just be two screens? At one time there was like, I think there were six, maybe it was four. There was the two that are still there. The big, biggest, ones, the ones. main theater. Yeah, the big ones. The main. Okay. Uh, and then I think there were two others that were decent size, and then they they reconstructed it and made added. No, I think there was six because now there's two, four, six, eight. Right? There's eight. I think there's eight now. Yeah, no, maybe it was only four. Okay. I, I, I It's something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a concern of mine. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Yeah. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. I'm I'm concerned for the mall, but I'm excited to at the prospect of a sweet-ass movie theater. Right. with the digital <laughs> sound and the good seats. Yeah. And the, just the, the whole thing will be modern and nice. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, you're right. Though it's a give and take, and and the whole the whole mall experience thing seems to be dying. So, if you another good thing to look up on the web is like look up like '80s mall pictures. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> so great. Oh man, oh, awesome. Yearn for the '80s. Not really. Uh, it's almost embarrassing. Um, I'm glad I was you know, still young enough to use that as an excuse. <laughs> I was seven. Like, <laughs> I didn't That's know why I dressed better. that way. <laughs> that makes sense, right? All right. <laughs> all right. We, we could rant about the the mall stuff all the time, but I, I uh, I'm intrigued by the the whole story about the the theater and then what will eventually happen to the mall because I, I can't imagine those flagship stores staying in business forever. Right. And that's going to ultimately be the demise. And you just watch. I, it's kind of how I see it. Yeah, so we it, well in, in our uh, yeah. Did you have anything else to add to that? No, no. I I said what I gotta say. Okay. Uh, that takes us into November, which was an exciting month right. here. Of course, election time and good news. Uh, strong voter turnout. Let's see here. I, I there was a tweet here from the Trib. Strong voter turnout in Illinois Valley passes most predictions. Yeah, I don't know. That, I think the weather was okay. And people went out to vote. It was a good election for people getting out and voting. So, yeah. and and that's and that's saying it was an off president. It was not a presidential election yeah, year. It was a midterm. Is- we were lucky in that, you know, in Illinois there was a lot to vote for because there was the governorship. Right. There was quite a few right. big elections in in the in the state, so um, there was enough reason to go out and, and vote. But yeah, it was a, it was a really kind of uneventful. I mean, the Illinois got the we have a new governor. I sort of anybody kind of saw that one coming. Um, we'll see how that shakes out, but we'll see if. Uh, what was there? What, now I'm spacing out, John. Uh, it's getting late. 
That's okay. The ex-governor, what was his name? Quinn. How long until he goes to jail, you think? Oh, I think he's safe. You think so? Yeah, I think he's okay. We'll see. Yeah, no, I think he, he's a Cubs fan. He, he seemed pretty loose and, and okay, but I, it's kind of a running joke in Illinois, but <clears throat> yes, you know. Yes. Yeah, no, it was a good election. Anybody who can put two and two together can figure out that I was busy involved in the election. Actually, I didn't even mention that with what we've been up to, but that was another reason oh, why yeah. we sort of didn't uh, record because I was kind of busy uh, assisting my brother. Yeah, so, your first, it was your first, um, you were the web director, or whatever, I was, you had a formal title, but for Jim Spellich's run for a county clerk, right? Uh, treasurer. Treasurer, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was extremely exciting to be a part of that. And yeah, it was kind of weird, because, you know, we keep this show really right down the middle. I mean, we try to, anyway. Um, if we come off one way or another, it's not intentional. It's We, we try to be... Uh, have a common sense kind of approach to all the things we talk about. So, um, yeah, it was kind of weird. I felt kind of weird to get on and do podcasting and talk about political stuff when I was involved with uh, assisting there with his web development stuff was another reason we we didn't record. At least I didn't want to record. I felt kind of uh, conflicted. But, yeah, it was really exciting to be a part of it. I got to say, I've never been a part of anything like that. So, How was uh, the post-election party where you found out he won. What was that like? It was exciting. It was really exciting. Again, also, I've never been a part of anything like that. I mean, just watching the screens and watching the results come in. What, um, what were you watching exciting. to see the results come in? I mean... Uh, there was just like a state site. It was like just like an official state site. Oh, okay, uh, right on. One of the, on the web. Just kept updating every so many, so many minutes. Or it was a county... I don't remember exactly what they had, but it was... One of the main ones that just showed the results. Yeah, no, and and, and anybody who knows my brother knows that uh, he's a he's a damn good guy. He deserves the position, and I know he's doing a good job already. Yeah, he's a uh, so yeah. It's it's been all it's really cool. Mm-hmm. When did he take so, uh, his spot? He t- he took his spot earlier than uh, like Rauner just recently took mm-hmm. took over for Quinn. Uh, actually, uh, Jim Jim took over uh, December first, so he jumped right in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, can he uh, lower my taxes on my property, my uh, property taxes for me? I'll see what I can do. Yeah, an inside job there. No, I, yeah, I don't okay. expect that. I, <laughs> favoritism, yeah, the, the right. old cronyism. It's not what yeah. we're doing here. No, no, no. But yeah, I was excited to see him, him win. It, it's it for that position. I don't know how they typically go, but you know, a lot of times people will run for something. Oftentimes, their first attempt at at a position is um, not successful. Because mm-hmm. um, it it's tough. So yeah, I mean, for treasurer, I'm not sure if that's the case, but um, most other positions is is kind of that's sort of the way it goes. But I was I was really excited for you guys to get to experience that, and and uh, he had really good support from the uh, retiring uh, Don. Lamps. Yeah, Don Lamp. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So everybody out there who has uh, who voted and supported my brother, I do appreciate it. He is a you voted, um, and if you didn't vote, you know, hey, thanks for voting anyway. I mean, trust me, uh, he's going to do a good job. Uh, I, can, I guarantee it. I really do. He's he's a good guy, and he's smart, and he knows how to handle money. So uh, thank you, everybody. A little lighter topic uh, moving along. November news now. Uh, the Wizard, local legend here in, in the Illinois Valley, the Wizard's juke joint, ret- he retired. Uh, on November twenty second, mm-hmm. that's a that's a blow. I mean, 
I mean, there's like to the, to the like, FM airways on Saturday nights. It, it is a big yeah. Deal. Um, that was a blow. I mean, there's like there's nothing. There was no show like that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and it's been like that. I know since we were little. Right. I mean, he's he was doing that thirty and, years, about right. 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 And uh, so yeah, that was it. Was really sad to hear that that show was going to be ending because it was so unique and really. Um, he, he always did a different show. Everything, you know, different music every week. Of course, so you know all oldies, but uh, but yeah, there's nothing like it. And he's from the area, so yeah, it's sad. And I wish him well. And maybe we'll be hearing from him again soon. Hopefully, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people were were bummed to hear about the wizard closing shop, but yeah, well, moving on, John. I ate the there's more craft beer talk. Yeah, so do we, you know much about this? So I, well, here's here's a couple. There's actually so we have the Radium City brewery right. and but there's also two other beer operations potentially in and in, in and around ottawa one of them november 20th uh, someone tweeted from my web times that the ottawa boat club um, which is kind of right on the downtown ottawa kind of right on the fox river sort of where the fox river meets the illinois river kind of um, sort of right when you come over the bridge if you're heading north on route 23 right before you get to the downtown right when you come over the illinois river um there's a building to the right if you jerry's wedding john okay i was going to ask you as a personal <coughs> that's, where, note, that's the building my they're, own frame of reference talking um there's potentially a brewery going in a craft beer like maybe a brew pub going in to that building Cool. But also, and I don't know if we even have anything specific written down about this one, but there is a brew pub for sure coming into downtown Ottawa. That's already set. Um, wow. A, a brew pub and restaurant, it's probably going to start first as a tasting room, and then it's going to build up the, the brewing part of it. Um, but that's supposed to open this fall. So later, wow. 2015, there is an actual brew pub going to be in downtown Ottawa. Nice. Oh, that's great. So there's, there's, uh, that's take three. that, Peter. Yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Limburg. <laughs> right. Had nothing. To, th- these other comp- this other competition had nothing to do with him not doing his. It was all about sand. Uh, <laughs> of course. Right. Right. But yeah, Good pretty deal. cool. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, we'll see if this one pans out, and we'll see how this restaurant turns. But I'll be very. Uh, curious to see and i'll probably be one of the first people just to sort of walk down there and ask for a glass and tell them to fill it up with their best brew and and i will be uh tasting just to see what see what i find so i'm sure trips over there yeah it'll be worth it it'll be neat and it 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 sounds like they're doing it right so i'm supposed to be um i think this is right like a farm to table type restaurant so they're going to try to get away from like big distributors and try to go through local sourced vendors uh, for the menu for the food Mm, Um, okay so they're gonna do you know what i mean so instead of being like you know where we always have uh, jalapeno poppers and and cheese sticks it's gonna be their menu probably will be more seasonal it'll oh okay Um, it'll it'll be from stuff where that it's probably from within 40 or 50 miles of ottawa you know what i mean so like it, it could be a pretty neat destination place to visit um, with you know, really good food, really good beer, uh, if they do it right. It all comes down to the beer, if you ask me. Uh, or, you know, if the food's good, that would be awesome. So I hope so. <laughs> and I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the boat club. I, I don't know any more about that than other than they're, they're talking about potentially opening 
some kind of brewery or craft and brew the, brewing. Right, and the building got sold, so that actually did happen, right? Correct. Yeah. It's like the second oldest club in uh, in the state of Illinois is the Ottawa Boat Club. Oh. Besides, it, it's in one of the stories, besides like the Chicago Union League, but this, the club started in like 1870 or something like that, or 1885 or something like that. Uh, hmm. Which I thought was kind of a really, really neat uh, in that facility's older. I think it was built in the 20s or 30s, but the origins of it is really neat. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just the the culture of it. You know, I, I enjoy that sort of history sort of stuff. Oh yeah, and I hope they tie that into how they kind of present themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, dates back to 1885. Dang. It's one of the oldest private clubs still in existence in Illinois, surpassed by five years only by the legendary Chicago Union League Club. So mm, cool. Yeah. That's a what a hundred and thirty year old organization, yeah. still rocking it. They have bridge games there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a couple more before we close out the show. This is a hot one, and we might want to revisit this at a later show and talk a little bit more about it. But uh, the Rock Island Clean Line, uh, we talked a lot before about that block uh, block Rickle Brock bleh, block R I C L. It got approved by the state. Now, just to, just to explain this, this does not mean that it's going to happen. This does not mean that they've got eminent domain. Right. So that's, they can't just go in. That's the big part about this. Yes, it was approved, but anybody on the farmland, and if they resist and they don't want to go with whatever they offer them money-wise, they can still say no. And Rock Island Clean Line... They can't do anything about it. They were just approved the right to negotiate with the landowners. Right. Basically, is how right. I understood it. Now, this doesn't mean they can try. They can still try to get eminent domain uh, apply for that, but that's a completely different process, and I imagine that's not an easy process to do. So, right, uh, right at this point, though, of course, they're going to be going after those landowners and those farmers, hardcore uh, offering, you know, lots of money. So. Uh, We'll see what happens. This is yet to be seen what's going to happen, but they uh, they got approval, so they can they can start moving ahead with right. that part. And I think the resistance to it, the part of the initial resistance was kind of like you, you thought it was bad before you got to this point. Wait till when you try to get eminent domain, what you're going to be up against because maybe they had right. trouble rallying the landowners when but when the landowners are threatened with the idea of just someone coming in and actually just telling you you're going to have to take this price for your land whether you like it or not all of a sudden they're going to start getting a big time resistance i bet oh yeah so. it'll become a much bigger story at that point yeah this absolutely. whole thing seems to potentially be losing steam i i, I there's a lot of money behind the rock island uh, business and they're they're under what a handful of different names but they're all basically the same company out of texas um, mm-hmm we did we did an episode on that, right? Yeah, we did. And yep. The whole thing is kind of seemed a bit shady to us, didn't it? Something At the time, yeah, it seemed it out, seemed it uh, just didn't smell right. So right, right. So happens. yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So that brings us into late November, early December, twenty fourteen, and to kind of finish off our review of twenty fourteen, I wanted to mention this because. Rotary Park in LaSalle. We talked a little bit about this in past episodes. At the end of November, it was official that they had uh, holiday displays out there, and I went and checked it out. You know, I'm, I've 
me and my family, we go down to the Peoria Festival of Lights uh, almost every year. And this the thing in Rotary Park seemed like the beginnings of what that is. That's what it, I've it's, heard. It, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's small at this point, but it's not bad And, and for, for a start. They've got lots of companies and local businesses that sponsor these displays in Rotary Park. And you drive around this big circle, and you got to see them. And it, it, yeah, it was really nice. I was, uh, it was, it was cool. I was, it was really nice to see LaSalle doing that. So I hope it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, I'll have to check it out next year. I'm looking forward. To it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice winter time, Christmassy type thing to do. Take a drive, check out the lights. I definitely heard about it. Well, it was I never made it over there, but. Sounds cool. We've got the law one. We'll save that one for last. We already mentioned this. Starbrock sent a new attendance record, so we kind of move along from there. Oh, breaking news. December, uh, Starbrock murderer Chester Weger was denied parole. Although you got to wonder at this point, how old is the guy? Could he even function outside of the, the, the jail system? 60s or 70s, right? I don't think he's that I think old. he's almost 80, isn't he? Well, damn it, I can't read the story. You can, yeah. uh, when, maybe you're right. Maybe, yeah, you're probably right. It doesn't say. I'm pretty darn sure he's, he's. I, I know this. He's the oldest inmate in the Illinois penal system. You see? Oldest. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's the oldest person. Really? I, I know I read that somewhere. He's like the oldest. So I'm. he's got to be way up there. But uh, yeah, anyway, he's not getting out. Um, that's that's happening, or that's not happening. Huh. What? That he's the oldest, because he's not that old. He's, only, I, I, he's been in prison since 1961. Yeah, okay. So that's 60 years. He's almost, the longest right? serving inmate. Almost. There, yeah. 75. Sort of, what I said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was kind of putting him between 60 and 80, and I'm thinking, well, there's got to be someone in jail. Well, yeah, maybe you're, you could have been right, but okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy five years old. So what is he? He that puts him right around in his in his early thirties when the uh he's been incarcerated for fifty four years, he's twenty one. Yeah. So I don't see how he could possibly function outside of jail at this point. He's been institutionalized. Inside right, that's what I think about <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Right. Yeah, they're gonna put him in a halfway house, he's gonna go to work at the grocery store and then he might hang himself. He doesn't look that old. I mean he doesn't look good, but 75, he doesn't look terrible. Oh, very, very, very creepy. Did we already, speaking of the penal system, did we already do our second mention of our sponsors? Because Kramarsic Law, you know... <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if you want to say it. Go ahead. I know, I don't. I'm not <laughs> you might gonna have kept him out of jail. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Sorry. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, no, no we, really. we do need to do a second reading, though. So Really quick, Kramarsic Law... Off Kramarsic Law Office out of Utica, Illinois, 815-667-7100. He is the man to call for all of your, uh, so many things, DUI, criminal defense, traffic accidents, driver's license, reinstatement, expungement, sealing, 815-667-7100. Thank you, Doug, Kramarsic Law Office, and also, of course, the Music Machine out of lovely LaSalle, Illinois, for all of your party and needs, dances, weddings, parties, Bar mitzvahs, Cinco de Mayo, uh, whatever you need music, anniversaries, you need music, they are going to do it for you. Music Machine, 
uh, mmdjpros.com. What's the number, to Clayton? 223-6635. It's an 815 number. mmdjpros.com. You can go to their website and check the availability for the date you had in mind. Sweet. Okay, so our final thing of the show, because we've been on a while. Let's see here. Is the This is a story that came out at the very end of the year, basically warning everybody what's going to change with the law for 2015. I don't know. There's a few things that are worth noting. One of the big ones is now if you get pulled over uh, in 2015, you don't have to give them your license as like collateral. Mm -hmm. You can just sign the ticket. Right. So that's good, right? It's kind of a long time coming, I think. (laughs) I always thought that was goofy. I've never actually had that happen to me. No. Yeah. Luckily. So what else was there? E-cigs, e-cigarettes must be kept behind the counter. Uh, store right. counters and vapor refills must come in childproof packaging. Good idea. <clears throat> uh, no background checks are allowed for companies if they're hiring people. They're not allowed to do a background check until they have deemed the person qualified. No pre-screening type background sure. checks. So they have to essentially hire them before they can and deem them uh, capable of doing the work. Yeah. Let's see. Pregnancy in the workplace. I think this one's important, but pregnant women in the workplace must now be provided reasonable accommodations, including frequent bathroom breaks and time to pump. Uh, that doesn't make sense. I'm looking at WGNTV right now, dot com, but okay. yeah, the, the time to pump would be after you have your child, uh, right. not while you have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they just have to provide a reasonable accommodation to a woman who happens to be pregnant. That's all. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah, that uh, does. And is only right. Uh, it should, I, I'm surprised it wasn't a law before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, well, hey, the beer tax in Illinois will be extended to hard ciders this year. Ooh. Which is good. Good idea. <laughs> those are, yeah, those are pretty popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. All that malt liquor. Everybody mm-hmm. loves it. They've expanded <clears throat> Scott's Law. So not only, uh, so everybody, when you see a, if you see uh, flashing lights in the right-hand lane and off the side of the road, uh, not just for cops, but also for tollway associate people, tollway cars, make sure you get over to the left lane or the right lane, depending on where they are. Hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. One, I, the last one that I see on uh, what I'm looking at is the medical marijuana for, for seizures. So children with seizures will now qualify for a medical marijuana oral liquid to treat epilepsy. Yeah, well, yeah, I heard about that. I think yeah. they had something on Radiolab or This American Life. Um, this is probably going back three years about using low dose marijuana to treat epilepsy in children. Um, hmm. There's a stigma that kind of comes along with it, you know, with it being marijuana. Sure. Um, but it had, you know, it's been a, it's a really effective treatment for this, um, that kind of ailment, and, and it was really an interesting discussion on how the, the parents can justify giving their kids a weed if you will and yeah, that's sort right. of that's kind of the attitude that probably put the stink on it and and uh that's not really fair right oh oh of course i've got to mention this one manufacturing meth within a thousand feet of a school you can't do that yeah it's shocking um, <laughs> it, it, so with the penalties become increased if you're if you're closer to a school is what i'm gathered yes Six to sixty years in prison and fines up to four hundred thousand dollars. 
So all you Walter White wannabes, be careful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That it's just a TV show. You don't really want to actually be the the yes, mastermind right. meth cook. That's yes, that's uh, right. No. bad. Bad juju. Yeah, that's the only ones that jump out at me. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else, John. I think we're ready to wrap her up. I think we are too. That was fun. So, thanks everybody. Uh, this has been fun. Two weeks of uh, review of 2014. Now we've got our gears greased up. We're ready to go, and we've got some cool ideas. Or actually, no, we've got some cool things happening here in the the the, the near future for interviews. But as we mentioned before, we we're gonna. We we need some support, so um, we've got some cool plans, but we need to get some gear and, and uh, to make this thing happen. Yes. So get a hold of um, one of us, like, or, or go to our website to get to get one of our T-shirts. Um, we have enough yeah. of them on hand. Uh, get one for you and maybe your special lady friend or man friend, significant other, right. children, your dog. You know, everybody Whatever. could use an Ivy Pod T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. That would help out. And uh, yeah, if you if, if you ivypod.com is one way to go. You can actually go on there and purchase one, correct? You can. Yeah, it's right through PayPal. PayPal. You know, it's a safe way to do it, but if you're not comfortable doing that way and going through the web, feel free to contact us at mail at ivypod.com and just shoot us an email. We live both Clayton's in Ottawa. I'm in Peru. One way or another, we can can hook up. Or if you just um, know us, just you know yeah just let us Facebook, know Facebook uh, text message whatever man and we I'll literally mail you a chat uh, mail you a, a shirt or try to meet up with you yeah Read and you might you might get yeah right oh well, well, sure I, absolutely and uh, you might get a really cool prize too don't forget sure. um, as I've mentioned before I'm currently prototyping some sweet ass ivy pod bottle openers right um <laughs> it'll be key to open up all those new microbrews popping up in the area see yeah yeah there you go so uh yeah ivypod.com ivy podcast on twitter ivy pod on facebook mail at ivy pod yeah that's all i got yeah i'm done i'm cooked <laughs> i'm cooked yeah. the power hour is done yes well thanks everybody thank you bye Ain't no fun at all. No, it sucks.